I welcome you all to the Shillong Saga, our official podcast of I Am Shillong, introduced by the Alumni Committee. Today we have with us Ms. Pramita Banerjee as our third guest for the second season of our podcast. Let me introduce our listeners to our guest for this episode. Ms. Pramita Banerjee is an alumna of I Am Shillong from the batch of 2020. She currently works as a senior associate consultant at one of the top consulting firms, Bain and Company. She has also worked at companies like Deloitte, SmartCube, and Idea Cellular. During her time at IIM Shillong, she served as the office bearer of the Public Relations Committee, and she has represented India in a youth delegation to China, adding another feather to her cap. She is also an alumna of Shahid Sukhdev College of Business Studies, University of Delhi. Apart from all her academic achievements, she is an exceptional artist, and her creativity can be seen in the beautiful mandalas and other art pieces that she makes. Moving on to the next segment, where we would love to know about your college life, and I think it is the uh, most interesting part of this segment because we currently are in the college, and we would love to know how your time was at IIM Shillong. If you had to briefly describe your time at IIM Shillong, how would you do it? And also, you were a part of IIM Shillong's public relations cell. So, how was your journey being a part of that cell, which is now a committee, and how did it help you? So, if you could just share some memories from that time of yours. To briefly describe my IIM Shillong time, I think like just one line summarizes it all, which is it was the most surreal two years of my life. Like. Everybody will always tell you it's the best two years, and I was also told the same until I actually experienced it and realized later that it actually were the best two years of my life. And you know, it, it, it's a very, very different setup. It, it's very, it's not similar to what you would have gone through, or or you know, like the corporate setup in which you will end up after B school. You should just definitely like enjoy and make the most out of it. That's there, and and there are just like so many memories, so many things, so many people. Like everything, it's it's just like two years of life unfolding in a very very pleasant way, and and of course there there were things which were which would not have gone as as like the way how we wanted it to go, but but you know at the end of it when you look back it's it's just the the most perfect time that you could have spent. So that's okay. there, and you yeah. asked about the PR cell. So yeah, um, huh, I was a part of the PR cell, and um, I think in the beginning there were all of these. Uh, Committee inductions, which which took place in first year, and right. uh, placement was one. Like placecom was one, and I was sort of clear that I did not want to um, be a part of the placecom. And and after that, uh, I was always very inclined to the PR cell, and I applied to PR alumcom. I think these are the only two that I applied to, if I remember correctly. And right. um, at that time, there was also some order in which these used to happen. Like, or I don't remember if all of them were held simultaneously, but but essentially. I think the results of the PR cell uh, selection came the first, and it came sometime you know like midnight, late at night that that time. And I still remember how excited I was when I got selected, and I was just jumping in in my hostel room, and my roommate was hugging me, and we were all just there in the corridor, all the girls huddled together because I'd gotten into the PR cell. Like it it was just you know like life ki choti khushiya. Now now when you think about it, you're like oh yeah, it was just a committee, but. But at that time, it just meant so so much to to be selected in that. Right, so, absolutely, uh, yeah. And it was something I wanted to be a part of. Um, it was, I think, it was pretty cool. We had really really nice seniors, and and the bond that we had with our seniors was was really very nice. And we would just always go to parties together. Uh, there was some uh, who used to live on the NB third floor, so NBT was 
was the party place and almost every other day we would end up being at nbt uh, just chilling with them sitting in the room talking talking all night partying things like that and you know this also helped us get like a core group together like pr cell folks we we would hang out together and we used to call it pr ka pyar because it's you know like pr and pyar right and so, and in fact it is still called that like this line is still famous and uh, we do call our pr friends you know using this line <laughs> exactly yes it was always like pr ka pyar and i still remember the the very very first event that we covered as uh, in first year there was some company which had which had come to give a talk and and we were there covering it doing social media posts for it making notes all of that and and after that all of us were there standing in formals in front of our hostel i think that post is also there on my instagram and i remember that was like my first post that i put officially saying pr ka pyar so yeah it, it, it was really really nice and i think it helped me make that you know like that core set of people that you hang out with the the ones who are spending also the entire night doing committee work at certain points of times you also hang out together in parties and we were all you know like very very chill and and two people and and these are the set of people that i always used to dance with in the parties so so you know whenever there is a batch level party happening we'd always check okay pr who are they coming from pr and and all of us would ultimately end up hanging out together and then you know like be the last one standing and dancing in the party yeah so, so yeah e- yeah, yeah even though all of these committee inductions get with them all the rigor and the all nighters and the mm-hmm. you know multiple stages of selection but once you get into one committee or club it's just so good to be a part of it because uh, your seniors treat you so well the culture at i am shillong the committee committee and club culture is so nice yeah. that the seniors make you feel so welcome and you get to party with them you get to feel like it's a one big family and there's actually exactly. no difference as if you're working under them or you know you're working for them it's nothing like that we all just work as a family and as you mentioned that uh, you have had your time you know dancing with them partying with them and it's it's still going on and you know we're just so happy uh, to be a part of uh, all of these clubs and committees so yep yep absolutely and there are also these committee dinners which used to happen like i remember there was a welcome dinner there was a farewell dinner and we were all just so so sad you know when our senior batch left and um, we would also celebrate like birthdays together so so there was this thing like you cut one cake that's from your committee you cut one cake which is from your wing you cut another cake which another friend got you so so there was this birthday of mine where i ended up cutting i think six cakes so <laughs> and and i think some of them were from one was from the senior committee one was from the junior committee so you know like all of these things it, it's just so much like love and belongingness and and it's just amazing right absolutely and i think com- being a part of a committee actually helps you sail through the rigorous journey of mba So, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Like our seniors were the first persons we would go to for any sort of help, like mm-hmm. whether it's academics, whether it's placements, whether it's just life in general. I mean, they were our go-to people for everything, and and they just made a point to you know also stand by us whenever we needed them. Right. Yeah. Moving on to the next interesting question that I have for you is that uh, did you have any favorite professor back? and i am shillong and are there any other incidents with that professor or you know any incidents that you still remember from your uh, time at i am shillong <laughs> okay that is a tough one i think there are just like so many memories it, it's hard to pick out some but um okay if i start with professors 
I don't think I ever had like one favorite, but but you know, like everybody was very cool. I I very fondly remember Sanjoy sir, Sanjoy Mukherjee, uh, Sharad sir, Moshumi ma'am, Neelam ma'am. Like I always picked up the finance subjects. Like I chose in them, and and these were like our OG finance profs in college. So right. so they were all very very cool, very friendly, very helpful. So I remember all of them very fondly. And there was also there were two other guest faculties. There was Shankar sir who who taught GCK. uh general commercial law it was uh it was um, i think an elective subject in second year and and he was just like one very very cool professor that we saw so he was uh, always always making it interesting for us making it very fun for us and then there was nageshwar sir who who taught us crm and and they were all just you know like apart from the subject that they taught they were just very very good people to speak to in general about maybe career advice about life about anything you know like your time there there was also um ravi khanna major ravi khanna who who taught us hr but also the ways and and you know like the real life examples that all of them used to help us understand all of those things was pretty cool i sadly do not have <laughs> any experiences with them but i think the one thing that i consistently remember across all profs is just begging everybody for attendance and <laughs> you know like we'd maybe miss class due to placements or or we'd just be late because it was a 9 am class and we ended up sleeping till 9:30 or 9:45 and you just suddenly wake up and realize it's time to go to class so yeah all of those are memories where a consistent memory where we just asking them for attendance and yeah gogoi sir was also there i think i forgot mentioning him he he was also one of the very cool marketing profs that we had and there's just like so many people i don't think i'm doing justice by by uh, taking only a few names i think everybody was very very helpful very very cool in general as professors right. so so yeah that that's the professor aspect um if i were to talk about memories like i said there's just so many it's difficult to pick one but um i think one one thing like one indispensable aspect of the school which is placement i i have a memory from my summer internship placement which is you know like it, it just happened a couple of months or weeks after we joined and it was the first trimester and all of that and that particular day we just had so much going on that we had a 9 am lecture we got free at 6 in the evening there were assignments to do there was some pr cell work and then um, deloitte was the first company which which came on campus to select us and and we had to submit a video interview for them like it was the very very first company that was floated and it was i think the last day to submit the video interview or something like that and we had to submit it online and that was just the the entire night that we had to do get it done and and how it ended up being was um, we were at a pr meeting at 12 it started at 12 it went on till 2 or something we got some work done and then at 3 am in the night i started writing my answers for that video interview and i can never forget just just thinking through going around okay what do i want to say and all of that at 3 am and then at 6 am a friend of mine and i we sat in her room in front of a white wall and and we were you know like prompting each other ki oh yahan pe ye bolna tha wahan wo bolna tha so <laughs> stuff like that and and we were just trying to get that video interview recorded and and we did end up doing a good job but but that's just one night i remember that you know like how we actually got through that video interview and ended up submitting it and then again went to class at 9 am so so that's like just one memorable placement related all nighter that i had apart from that like i said parties were were just definitely a constant then there was this thing um like behind our old campus we have a graveyard and and there is right. this entire circle walk that you can take like you go down and you take a left and then you can complete a circle and come back to the gate so so there was this graveyard walk that we used to do like uh, me and a couple of my friends 
every night after dinner at around 10 o'clock we would 9:30 or 10 o'clock we'd go out for this graveyard walk so <laughs> all right <laughs> yeah so that is one thing there was dubi i'm not sure if she's still there there was dubi uh, uh she's she was this uh black female dog on campus and she was my best friend over there so so dubi is is someone that i share very very fond memories with and every time she saw me she would just come running and and i was a non vegetarian so i would just give all my chicken to her i would feed her every day if i was having muffins i would give that to her as well so so yeah i think i also have a picture of me in formals and i'm hugging dubi in that picture so so yeah dubi dubi was also a like a very very favorite memory of mine yeah that's that's very cute and even now we have a lot of dogs and cats on our campus and i think they deserve an instagram page of their own because they just <laughs> add life to our you know yeah. campus so much and it's so good to have them around and also about the one incident that you just mentioned i think yeah all of these little things will help you out eventually to sail through it and i think apart from all the academic part these are the things that you actually remember once you graduate right. Yeah, so, yeah, absolutely. And now that you know, we were talking about it. I just being the PR cell, ex PR cell member. I just had like these two ideas. You could have a page for like humans of I am Shillong. That that you know, like that focuses people's stories. And then we could also have another page for like pets of I am Shillong or dogs of I am Shillong, something like that. Right, right. And in fact, I think the the the, um, the HR club of our college, mm-hmm. Asher, uh, they do you know conduct this series of humans at I am Shillong. So they do interview people, oh. and you know we post about the students that are there currently at campus. And uh, yeah, but the point about the another you know a separate page for for the dogs and cats of I am Shillong. I think this would be a great <laughs> idea to go ahead with. So I'll definitely and I think the current PR members are also listening to this podcast. So I think they'll take this into consideration and maybe start working upon it as soon as possible. Feel feel free to play around and do whatever suits well. Right, absolutely. It was so great to hear your. you know your memories and your incidents that you had in college and um, it was just very nice to know that even our seniors have gone through the same things that we are going through right now and mm-hmm. uh, the only thing that i can you know conclude out of this is that uh, eventually it will all be worth it and we'll be happy looking back at the journey that we are going through right now absolutely totally cannot agree more <laughs> yes so moving on to the next segment now um, we have the segment where we take questions from the current students of the first year uh, batch of i am shillong and uh, <laughs> today we have questions from varshak and aniket singh interested in in the consulting domain and they had their own questions that they wanted to ask you so i'll be going ahead with asking varsha's questions first so uh, her question is the type of business that a consulting firm does has changed a lot a lot of money a lot of businesses used to come from strategy diligence projects but now a lot of business which consulting firms are doing is impact based business like where we need to increase sales by two times or improve ebitda with this happening how do you see it translating into a change in the sales sets that is desirable in a consultant like will there be a shift in first principle learning ability to preference for niche expertise and what we as college students can do to align ourselves with the changing dynamics so it's it's a really good question and i really appreciate the fact that 
you know varsha has observed that there is a shift in in terms of how how you know like the commercials are structured now and and i agree with it because i i've also seen it happen where you know right now as consultants we are not just people who who go to our clients and give them strategy but we are also helping them execute it and implement it and actually drive results like a lot of our fees is also linked to the results that that we drive it's not just like hey we give you a 10 page deck and and be like okay we we earned a million dollars and we walk out of it. It, it it's very outcome and milestone driven now where where you know there are certain results that we achieved and only then do we get the full fees that that uh, a consulting firm charges so that's how it has shifted and if i were to come to how it impacts us as consultants in terms of the skill sets that there, there are more specialist roles that have come up now but but i wouldn't say it has you know like completely changed that there, there, there still is a lot of scope for generalists and and a lot of the work that we do is like i mentioned across industries across specific um skill sets and capabilities and and hence it's very very important like bottom line in consulting is that you always have to keep your logical brain at play like you can never ever be illogical and and you know as long as you have the ability to think on your toes be be very practical evaluate different outcomes for what they're worth so all of that will always help you succeed as a consultant it's not so much about having a very very niche set of skill or or you know it's not rocket science it's just something that's very very practical and and um, logical and and things that you can grasp um as long as you're you know like you're just thinking actively and you're efficient right yeah i think that answers varsha's question quite perfectly moving on to aniket's question now he asks that if a person is in an ib role or in the sales division or working in the marketing domain for some of his initial years of their career how easy or difficult do you think it is for them to switch to consulting from that you know previous domain traditionally how how consulting firms have been hiring is they go to campus they go to the best b schools and and they mostly prefer freshers so that you know that there's a certain way they can be molded which is actually in terms of how you think how how logical you can be how you're able to bucket stuff etc and and i think it's also very very relevant because at that time you don't have any anchors in your mind like you're not anchored to a particular way of thinking or a particular domain or you know you you don't you're not biased towards one way of thinking which i think is very very important when you're you know like problem solving so that is why they've typically preferred um maybe say freshers or less experienced people in general but that's also while we're picking out from campus but if you were to say move in from a different domain that you've explored more or less these days there is a lot of you know like lateral hiring that's happening where where people switch from an industry or or from you know a specific field within consulting and and a lot of it happens at more senior levels because that is when you can actually specialize even within a consulting firm and and there are people who who you know are are um specialists of a particular domain whether it is something like banking or it's around maybe say a skill set you know like performance improvement or or cost uh, related stuff so there are people who do specialize and and who might want to you know come over from a different domain and and figure out consulting so the opportunities are definitely there just that it it might not happen right away it might happen once you've gained some sort of expertise in in that particular domain but but the opportunities are definitely there right i think that you have uh, very nicely covered both the questions and i think both their queries have been um, solved 
with this we come to the final segment of our podcast episode and i would like to know if there was an opportunity given to you mm-hmm. about you changing one thing during your time at i am shillong what would it be okay that's a tough question i don't think i i can't really recall anything that i want to change really because like in my eyes it was just you know like the best time that i spent it was perfect the way it was and i think that's okay right like i mean it it also sort of teaches you to to accept things the way they are and and you know like enjoy life the way it comes to you so i i won't i don't really want to change like anything about my time at shillong it, it it's just perfect the way it was all right yeah even we as students currently staying here even we think that even though it is away from all the you know hustle and bustle that we usually experience in big mm-hmm. cities but this city is teaching us a lot of other things that i don't think we would have ever experienced being in delhi bangalore bombay so. exactly absolutely and now that you know now that you've said that um it just reminds me that i i also remember we used to crib about this fact that you know there's no swiggy uh, you couldn't order food um, the way you could in a metro city and and a lot of times you know and you also can't really go out and stay out till say 11 12 clubbing um, and partying in various uh, bars and clubs but the fact that despite all of those constraints being there you know the fact that you actually enjoyed the hostel food with your friends and and you know like that one person bringing the homemade achar just made the entire meal so so tasty and and you know like that was the key takeaway that even though you did not have all of those frills of a metro life right. the the meal with your friends just you know like just with that one homemade achar and and the hostel food it was just so so memorable right and you mentioned that uh, swiggy and zomato didn't deliver at that time but i would love to announce that now swiggy and zomato have started delivering to our campus back oh in my god that is so cool <laughs> yes and even that is amazing yeah yeah and even at umsavli campus as well so that's a relief and now we get to try everything every food item that chilong has to offer so that's an update okay that that's actually like a very very big plus point because i remember at our time if we were to have you know like really good food we would just go all the way to police bazaar and go to cuisine <laughs> cuisine was like just our favorite place because it had amazing food and all kinds of cuisine over there so you know you always just ended up at pb or at limu or you know at dillons or or other places to to have good food because there was no sweets or matter at that time but yeah good to know that you have everything at your doorstep now <laughs> <laughs> yes Moving on to the last question of this episode. What's your one advice to the current and upcoming batches of I am Shillong? So, unfortunately it's not just one. It, it's like a lot of things that were top of mind for me and uh things that I would like to cover. So, I think I'll just like talk about top 3 4 things. One of them is and I know how I'm wording it it, it might be a little controversial. but one of them is um don't be afraid to lose your virginity and and when i say it i don't mean it in the literal sexual way when i say that i i basically mean you should never ever be afraid to try new things and go out of your comfort zone you know like every new opportunity that you have it is helping you come out of your shell come out of your old self and and you know like helping you improve every step of the way so that's one and if you ever feel like doing something just go ahead and do it and don't don't leave any scope for regret in your life because there are mistakes that even i've made and and later on it's always been like you know i should have just tried it at that point of time and and later on there's just regret and and there's nothing else so so yeah that that is the first thing never ever be afraid to try new things make mistakes or fail because you know that that's just one favor you'll do to yourself and and 
there's no scope for regret over there that's one um the second advice that i have is it's very good to put your heart and soul into everything that you're doing but also be careful of not over identifying with something and when i say over identify what i mean is it's okay to to not get something that you've worked very very hard for but you also need to be okay to to you know accept it and and this comes from my personal experience where you know i interned at deloitte and i hadn't gotten a ppo at that time and and given how important placements were for us i i i did not take that failure very very well and and i still remember being being depressed for a long time having cried in front of almost every friend of mine and and you know just questioning why did it did not happen but in that process i realized that i identified way too much with it you know like what i was and what i am is different from the work that i do is different from the company that i work with you know you are just one person what i do for a living and where i work it's it's just my job and and you know it, it needs to be given a certain level of importance your life should not end because your job is not going a certain way or because you did not get an offer or things like that so that is um what i actually want to say like it's very very good to invest everything but but also be cognizant to to what level you you know you you wanted to let it affect you like this just, just don't think you know like your life is over if you are not able to to get something that you want so True. that's the second advice and i think the third advice is the fact that you know we were always told since kids that you can only achieve one thing at a time and do this first and then move to something else i think that's a myth and and you know by doing that we just always postponing our happiness because like the, the way we were told hey clear class 10 then you'll get a mobile phone or you know when once you're done with 12 you could go ahead and do this once college is over you'll get this once the school is over you'll get this you can get you get an amazing job and then there'll be so many things happening in life and all of that i think these are just you know ways for us to keep pushing your happiness and and it's just a very very wrong thing to do like any time there are things that you want to do or you know say you have an exam tomorrow but you really really want to watch a movie today the happiness that watching it today or watching that episode watching that movie today will give you is is not something that it won't be at the same level when you've postponed it to to you know say after a point you know it's always like we're saying okay if i lose 10 kgs i will go and wear that dress but but it's it's just a way of delaying happiness and i think it it's very very important to do those things in the way because you never know like how much time you have how things are going to be the other day and i just feel like it's beneficial if you you know keep giving yourself those espresso shots of happiness along the way and and not link it to particular goals or benchmarks right so that the third advice and i think fourth more general and i think maybe the most relevant one for you guys right now is with respect to placements i think it's okay if you haven't figured out what you want to do like hardly anybody knows what they want to do and like i mentioned the fact that i ended up doing consulting was you know things turned out in my life a certain way and i was able to eliminate certain options which is why i narrowed down at it had had that not happened maybe even i would have been equally you know inclined to do anything and everything or been confused about it so it's absolutely okay to be confused don't beat yourself up for the fact that you may not have enough clarity or you may not know what you want to do in life because i mean trust me right now i'm doing consulting and who knows like what any one of us could be doing 10 years down the line so i mean it's okay to not have it figured out and you will be able to do it at the right time 
and if you still think that you know like there's no way you're able to reach at a decision just try and do something that's broad enough right now that will let you diversify into other fields and if you have a passion just you know like make it a point to follow it at least try it out i'm not saying you will always succeed but at least you will you know you will have that peace of mind that you at least gave it a shot right so, absolutely so yeah i think that's a lot a lot of gyan from my end but those were my two cents of advice on life in general and a lot of it has come from experience so feel free to remember them use them wherever you want yes and i am very very grateful to you for sharing all of these uh, you know advices because at this point where students are usually stressed out while pursuing their mba and listening to someone who has done it all and who has gone through the same journey has had her ups and downs it feels really you know comforting to hear that in the end eventually it all works out and it always keeps going so thanks a lot for sharing all of these advices and i am sure these advices will help us all completing our mba journey and even beyond that absolutely thanks a lot for having me here anubhi it was great uh, interacting with you i hope um, all of you just you know like have a good time in mba i'm pretty sure you will you know like you will also always remember these two years of your life like i do and just be sure to make the most of it and don't let anything bring you down yes absolutely so with this we come towards the end of our episode and it was so amazing to have you promita with us and even though i don't want this uh, you know entire podcast episode to end but it has to happen yeah. and we need to part ways but of course now that we have interacted with you in this way we would love to have you at campus some day and i'm sure the current batches would love to interact with you and even i think you would be missing your campus a lot and now there's new campus so we would love to have you yeah. back at campus yes yeah. would would love to be back sometime and yeah all the very best for everything thank you so much for having me here it was a pleasure interacting with all of you and i think all of you guys are just absolutely amazing and you will do very well in life so yep just don't don't bother about anything don't take too much stress about anything and just be happy where you are right now trust me these days will not come back and and these are going to be the happiest days of your life thanks a lot promita for joining us yeah and thanks to the audience for listening to this podcast episode and on this note we come towards the end of this episode with miss pramita banerji and i'm sure that all the insights about her college life her professional life and her advices for the current students of mba both at iim shillong and elsewhere will help us sail through the journey that mba is stay tuned for more such episodes this is anubhi signing off from the shillong saga see you next friday